0: T-minus 8 seconds, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, we have ignition and liftoff hello and welcome back to the space news podcast space cadets my name is will and i'm beaming this down to you directly from the mothership and i want to say a couple words of thank you to everybody who's listened to this podcast because that's the best way to support us also you can go to spacenewspodcast.com check out the content there if you ever miss an episode it's there as well and also You can check us out on social at Space News Pod. We have a Discord server as well, and um, we'll be posting that up on our website so you can check that out. So thank you for all of the support. Something amazing just happened. Something absolutely incredible just went down on the moon because China just landed a spacecraft on the far side. This is the first time in the history of humanity that any lander has touched down on the far side of the moon, and it happened on January 3rd, 2019 at 226 UTC. The Chinese-based Change Rover, which is also the name of the moon goddess in Chinese mythology, uh, it's spelled C-H-A-N-G apostrophe E. And this is the fourth rover in that series. It touched down on the dark side of the moon, and we were here to witness it. And this shows that China has reached the advanced world-class level in deep space exploration. They've had rovers up there before. They've launched things into space before. But this is the first time it's ever been done in the history of humanity. And a professor at Macau University of Science and Technology in China stated that we Chinese people have done something that the Americans have not dared try. And this person worked closely with the Chinese Space Administration. So it's kind of a competition going on there. And this is really welcome because we need to get a push to go to the moon again. We need to get up there and we need to go beyond the moon to Mars. So this is a really really important thing now let's get into a little bit of science uh the crater where it landed is the oldest and deepest crater that we know of on the moon so the probes discoveries may offer insights into the moon's origin and also its evolution through time and it's not just about this crater it's about the surrounding basin which may be rich in minerals So going further in space exploration, if we need minerals from the moon, this rover could help us get there. As in, if we need minerals to build bases, if we need minerals to build spacecraft, if we need things for maybe some propellant, um, we'll find out as they explore this region. So this puts China in a very good position uh, because they're going to have access to these minerals before anybody else. So uh, Namrata Goswami, an independent analyst, said this is a major achievement technically and symbolically. China views this landing as just a stepping stone, and it also views it as future manned landing. So since its long term goal is to colonize the moon and use it as a vast supply of energy going forward. So basically what's being said is that China used this as uh, basically it's a test. You know, they put the rover up there. They're going to do some science. They're going to figure some stuff out. They're going to put another rover up there. They're going to do some more science, figure some more stuff out. And as they go forward, they're going to continue expanding on that and colonize the moon. And this kind of it harkens back to an older time when navies used to have coal supply chains. This is kind of what this probe is doing. It is finding spots on the moon for spacecrafts to refuel but it's not just refueling it's also resupplying so if they need anything on the way to mars per se they can land on the moon get the things that they need and then rocket off to mars where they need to be this lander it's in von Karman, which is a flat feature about 110 miles wide that sits inside a larger basin near the moon's south pole The main lander will release a 300 pound rover um, will roam the crater and it will take pictures and has ground penetrating radar and spectrometers to help identify the composition of the area, which was formed by a meteorite. And scientists hope the rocks and dirt in the area will add to the understandings of the moon's geology. But it's not just roving around. Okay, there's some other stuff going on. They're going to try to plant some seeds on the moon and they're also going to see if silkworm eggs will hatch in the moon's low gravity and it's hard you know like it's going to be hard to communicate these things back to earth because you can't get a signal from the far side of the moon directly back to earth that's impossible so what china did was launch a satellite a relay satellite uh, which allows the rover to bounce signals off it And then it continues to earthbound scientists back here on our mother Gaia. This satellite is nicknamed the Magpie Bridge and it's located. um, So it has a very clear view of the landing site on the moon and of Earth. So the relay satellite um, is in a halo orbit around the Earth moon L2 point. And the relay satellite has a mass of 937 pounds and it uses a 14-foot antenna to receive X-band signals from the lander and the rover and relay them back to Earth on the S-band. And this thing has been there for a little while. It appeared in the L2 point for this Halo mission in June 14th of 2018. So it's been there for a few months, and it was waiting for the rover to get there, waiting for the lander to get there. And it was all ready. It was all set. And now it can signal back to Earth and send us amazing pictures and amazing science. Now let's go back to science for a little bit. Uh, the lander is going to be measuring the lunar surface temperature over the duration of the mission. It's also going to measure the chemical compositions of the lunar rocks and soil. It's going to carry out low frequency radio astronomical observations and research, study cosmic rays, and observe the solar corona and investigate its radiation characteristics and mechanism and to explore the evolution and transport of CMEs, which are coronal mass ejections between the sun and the earth. And I'm going to name this, some of these things for you. Uh, the landing camera, the L cam, the terrain camera, the T cam, the low frequency spectrometer, the LFS, which is going to research the solar burst, which I just mentioned, the lunar lander neutrons and dosimetry, the LND, which is a neutron developed by Kai University in Germany, and it will gather radiation uh, dust symmetry for future human exploration of the moon uh, and will continue uh, with the solar wind studies that are happening. And it also carries a small biosphere, which has seeds and insect eggs, which are the silkworm larvae that I was talking about earlier, uh, which will test whether plants and insects could hatch and grow and the experiment includes seeds of potatoes and tomatoes and a flowering plant also. And this thing is going to be hospitable. So it's it's contained. Um, the only thing that's going to be different than on Earth in this container is that there's going to be low gravity. And if the silkworm eggs hatch, the larva could produce carbon dioxide while the plants would release oxygen through photosynthesis. So they're going to be working together. And they can make a synergy up there on the freaking dark side of the moon. And there's going to be cameras in there and they're going to be photoing all of the growth that's happening. Um, So there's 28 universities in China that help make this possible for the uh, insects and the plants. Now, when the lander's ramp goes down and the rover comes out, it's going to drive out. Um, It's going to have a panoramic camera on it, the PCAM. There's a lunar penetrating radar, the LPR, which is a ground penetrating radar visible in near infrared imaging spectrometer, the VNIS for image spectroscopy uh, that can then be used for identification of service materials and atmospheric trace gases. And there's also an advanced small analyzer for neutrals which is an energetic neutral atom analyzer provided by the Swedish Institute of Space Physics. And it will reveal how solar wind interacts with the lunar surface and perhaps even the process behind the formation of lunar water. So that's absolutely mind blowing. I don't know if you guys were aware, but my mind is absolutely whatever right now. It's all over the place. This is really awesome. And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Now, if you want this podcast to have a future, what a awesome way for me to transition into that. Right. Um, if you want this podcast to have a future, uh, please feel free to subscribe to it if you like it. And also um, go to spacenewspodcast.com. We have some articles up and I'm still working on it. Uh, that's like the the site that I'm working on. It's a WordPress site and, um, you know, doing some articles along with the podcast. So if you like this stuff. Give us a review on iTunes, please, um, on Spotify, on um, Stitcher, on wherever you listen to your podcast. That is super helpful. And I really do appreciate all of the support. So thank you, Space Cadets. My name is Will, and this has been the Space News Podcast. And I will see you soon.